Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Kigo Lasso Weekend Preview with Serie A returning. All five major leagues in Europe are back. And guess what? We got James Bench, Jimmy Conrad. We're going to have your betting tips, analysis, and so much more. Weekend Preview. Kigo Lasso begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kigo Lasso Weekend Preview. It's a good one, baby. I'm so excited. This is uh, JJ Kuel. Courtesy of our producer, Des Norris, who uh, I, I wonder how, how that will stick. I don't think it's going to stick that long. <laughs> Jimmy Conrad, how are you, buddy? I, I'm doing great. What you're referencing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably have to catch up, everybody. I'm just happy to see James Benj in a tie-dye shirt. I mean, that's what I'm here for, for my weekend preview. That's what I signed up for. <laughs> James, how are you, bud? Well, we've got to put the effort in. I mean, this is my first time with Jimmy in in weeks and weeks, and uh, I want to respect these traditions, these weekend previews. They're always always good fun, um, and Jimmy always makes some people some money. Not me, because I never listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do the reverse psychology thing, so we'll see what happens there. But yes, as you mentioned, it's great to have James Bench, Jimmy Conrad. By the way, like, follow, subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends about Kego Lasso. Thank you so much for the support on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, etc., etc. Right. Let's get straight into it. There's a lot to discuss, of course, as we mentioned, Serie A, and we'll get into that in a second. But Jimmy, let's run this tape, because if you wanted to follow Jimmy's advice last week, you did the right thing. Run that tape, Des Norris. I don't know uh, how, how well you follow him, but listen. The Red Devils haven't looked to secure um, the defensive side of the ball too much. I know they made some signings, but they ended the previous Premier League campaign without a clean sheet in eight of their final nine matches. And in the preseason, their only clean sheet came out, came uh, the last time they played against Everton. That was missing Richarlson and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So I like, and we know Leeds can score. So I like United to win and both teams to score plus 200. I'm looking at that. Bruno Fernandez to score first plus 300, which Set I think piece taker. Set piece might taker. be. And, he, and if you want him to score anytime, plus 105. There it is. I love it. Well done. Look, first of all, it was a little scary to have two Jimmys at the same time. But well done, Jimmy Conrad. I hope follow, you know, you know, Fernandez did his part, of course. Well done. What do you have to say? And by the way, after that, what are you leading with this time around? Okay, yes, I want to give a shout out to Bruno Fernandez for making all my dreams come true. That's first and foremost. Second, I want to talk about Arsenal-Chelsea. It is the biggest matchup, in my humble opinion, in the Premier League because one of these things is not like the other. We have Chelsea, who are fantastic, who looked very good against Crystal Palace in week one. And oh, by the way, N'Golo Conte should start this one. He didn't even play against Crystal Palace. Oh, and by the way, Romelu Lukaku might be starting this one as well. And I fear for Arsenal, who barely could muster any type of anything going forward against Brentford. So I really like Chelsea to win to nil plus 175 because I don't know who's going to score. It doesn't look like Lacazette or Aubameyang's going to play, but maybe James Benj, our Arsenal insider, can come in and give us some different information. But that's where I'm leaning right now. Well, well Jimmy Conrad, I see your 
N'Golo Conte, potential Ballon d'Or winner, starting. And I see your Romelu Lukaku, potential <laughs> uh-huh. Ballon d'Or winner, starting. And I raise you, Sheffield United goalkeeper Aaron Ramsdale, potentially <laughs> being on the bench. And I raise you, Martin Erdegaard, probably not getting his visa in time. I mean, yeah, Arsenal are... Uh, it has a little bit of a sense of the... Um, the trolley dash that they, they carried out post the eight, two defeat to man United about a decade ago where they're just trying desperately to, to get bodies in, in time for ideally Sunday's game. Probably not though. They've got to be in by midday UK time on, um, on Friday. It sounds like Ramsdale will be done. Erdegaard is very much up in the air. What do you think about that Ramsdale thing, James? Manch? I actually think it's a much better signing than people get, give it, give him credit for. he, he had a bit of a stinker last season with Sheffield United, but I think a lot of goalkeepers would find that situation really hard. A defence that that really fell apart without Jack O'Connell. It seemed like if you kind of look at the numbers, he really struggled with long shots. And actually Arsenal are a very good team at, at taking those long shots away from, from their opponents. So I think long term, I think he will be good. He will replace Bernd Leno, who wants to go and Arsenal kind of want him to go next summer. So it, that's it, it's a good deal for the long term. And I think you could say the same about Erdegaard, same about Ben White. But then <laughs> the challenge here right now is you've got to think immediately about how on earth can we go into the international break on zero points, which let's be honest, you know, as Jimmy was saying with his bet and looking at those odds, minus one, two, six for Chelsea, the most likely circumstances, Arsenal are bottom of the table or around the bottom of the table. Um, after these first three games are done, Chelsea and, um, and Man City up next. So, it's very strange listen, watching it. Listen, Ben, for the you, long you could sign prime Thierry Henry right now and you're still not winning this game. Like, I don't <laughs> agree. I, I, like, if you don't have an overhaul of like five really? players. Not even on hot, like, you know, listen, uh, late 90s Thierry Henry. I would give them a goal. I'd say Henry would do something that he had to put the team on his back and make something happen. But pound for pound, this Chelsea team is next level and they're only getting stronger. And, and I wonder about Romelu Lukaku. There you know, he is. If they bring him in, then then what other part? I mean, it's going to take a little while to, I think, to get into the system. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But but uh, that's the only saving grace I can give Arsenal is that maybe having Lukaku up there could maybe stifle the attack in some capacity. I, I'm just trying to give Arsenal something. I'm trying to extend an olive branch here because I think it could <laughs> no. be a, a very bad performance and, and I don't, I don't uh, two games on the trot bench. where you don't even score in the first two games, Bench. Well, listen, you, we saw the draw for uh, over 22.55. Do, do you see that maybe happening? Well, I mean, to uh, that's a question to either of you. Do, do, a draw maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's laughing, so I know what his answer. Jimmy's uh, really laughing. No, no, no. Go ahead, Bench. Right. <laughs> so uh, my kind of view on Arsenal is that they're basically a cup team. And as mm. such... You know, they will raise their game significantly, you know, as they as they have throughout, throughout Mikel Arteta's reign, they've played better against the best teams. And actually, you go back and watch that Brentford game. It was horrible after Brentford scored the opening goal. And aside from Emil Smith-Rowe, every player, sh- you know, shied away from the spotlight. But, you know, early on, they played some nice stuff. They, they are really lacking that, that central figure. Um, I think that might end up being Martinelli this time if... Um, if, if Lacazette and Aubameyang haven't recovered. But they're, they're not a bad team. They What's defend. their identity? What's their identity, Bench? I mean, I know when I look yeah. at Chelsea, I know exactly who they are and how they're going to play and what their identity is and wh- where they're trying to have success and where they want to win the ball on both sides of the ball. But, so I, but think I, is, don't, I don't know what Arsenal's identity is. 
so so this is quite interesting and I think almost it doesn't really matter against Chelsea because against this team, all they're going to do is quite possibly match them in terms of shape and just try and nick a goal and survive. Longer term, I think one of the really interesting things is Arteta is caught between his vision and the players he has. You know, you can tell that he, he wants to play possession, dominate the ball, dominate territory, slow build. But then every single good player in the final third he has, Pepe, Aubameyang, Partey, they're all transition players. They're all win the ball back, punch through and, and get it done. Even, you know, Smith, Rosaka and Erdegaard are all better in broken play. This is why, you know, I mean, I, I, I've said said before, I don't think Arteta will will reach the end of the season. I know Luis went, went stronger than that. Arsenal really desperately, desperately want him to succeed. But I think that he, his, his vision and the players he has just do not click together. Partly that's because he can't sell there's so much dross in this Arsenal squad that they desperately want to sell and can't. But it's just, I I, I feel like our, our, the good work Arteta's doing, he's not going to see because it, it just it's just going to get a bit too hard. The attack's going to get too stodgy. And I do think he's going to go into the international break fighting for his job because as, you know, as Jimmy says, Chelsea are going to win this. And maybe even if Lukaku doesn't fire, I'm really excited for what he does with Timo Werner. Tuchel talks about Lukaku as a target man. Kind of Lukaku's even talking about himself more as a target man than we think he is. So watch what Timo Werner does when he's got someone to play off at last, when he's not playing as the as the kind of lead forward, lead scorer. Yeah, that's a very, very scary thing. Yeah, absolutely dominate. No, it's, it's very scary. I think you hit the nail on the head, James Bench. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's about, uh, I think Arteta's trying to do Man City things from back being in City Guardiola on a team that's not Man City. And you have to try and, you know, try and figure out what to do there. So Jimmy Conrad, just very quickly, you have Chelsea to win 2-0. Uh, that's uh, over 175. Uh, you got an exact score prediction, you think? Uh, no, I don't. I'm going to stay away from that because I don't know. Lukaku could come in and start muscling everybody around and score in a brace or whatever, and it turns from 1-0 to 3-0. So I'm just going to say Chelsea to win to nil plus 175. I'm feeling really good about that bet. I know Benj does too, even though he doesn't want to admit it on this show. James, do you want to stick to that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I would think Chelsea might well win this 3-0, 3-1. I could see Arsenal nicking one, but only when it's irrelevant. So I mean, I back Jimmy's bet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's yeah. going to be hard. This, Ch- well, this Chelsea team's amazing. It, they are. They are. I, I mean, I have them winning the Premier League, so we'll see what happens there. But listen, for speaking of North London teams looking for identity, let's talk about another matchup with uh, teams looking for it. Wolves against Tottenham, Jimmy Conrad, the Nuno Spirito Santo homecoming. What do you expect here? You know, I, I like the line of Spurs to win straight up plus 135. And so I might just throw them in a parlay at some point, and maybe people should consider that line Harry Kane to score first plus 320 that is something to look at it looks like he is going to be featured to play in this one my only concern with Harry Kane is the fact that when he was having a little bit of that uh, rumors stuff swirling around him ahead of the Euros he didn't play particularly well in the group stage he finally scored and kind of relaxed and then they you know led him to the final and started to play a little bit better but even when he took that penalty against Denmark it was a little iffy you know so I feel like you can get into his head a bit so I don't know which version of Harry Kane we're going to get if he does play the one that's kind of in his own head or the one that's got a chip on his shoulder and wants to prove that he should be making that move to City. So plus 320 for him to score first is something I'm looking at and considering. But I would look at the lineups first, everybody, before you make that decision. Spurs are playing midweek in the Europa Conference League. They have to travel down to Portugal to play leg one against Pacos de Ferreira. 
which is awesome because I don't what know if Marco Ste Ferreira would ever be in any kind of European competition. So I kind of like the Conference League so far. Spurs fans probably don't like it so much because they have to travel for leg one ahead of a big one against Wolves. Uh, so, so that would be the only thing I take into consideration, even though I think we'll see a bit of a second team from Nuno uh, for, the, for that leg one, see if they can get a result and bring it back for the following week. But the fact that they're already in midweek games so far into the season, I think that gives Wolves a bit of a chance. But I loved what I saw from Spurs last week. They're already starting to form an identity under Nuno. And obviously, to get a clean sheet against City, you have to think they're going to try to build on that momentum and can do something similar against Wolves. I I really liked that Spurs performance in terms of just getting the get reading the game perfectly mm-hmm. and, and defending fantastically and I mean but I I do I do wonder how much of that was just brilliant individual performances and you know going back to that that question of identity is this is that what Spurs going to play the same sort of football that they hated under Jose Mourinho are they going yeah. to play three fast um you know three fast attackers or is it you know, is it going to be a bit more pressing? I thought it was really interesting how he used Hoiberg and to a lesser extent, Deli Ali against City. You know, you would think that Hoiberg in particular would just sit and tackle and, you know, not really do much with the ball. I mean, this is much more like the, the guy we saw at the Euros, bombing forward, trying to win possession and then carry it high up the pitch, which kind of puts me more in mind of the Pochettino Tottenham um, and that could get the best out of someone like Deli Ali. and equally it kind of means that you don't need Kane as much even you know mm-hmm. after the sort of early flourishes of of Pochettino Kane didn't really press he didn't really work off the ball I mean fantastic on the ball great facilitator and I kind of was of the view before the season began and I still sort of am that even at the price that Daniel Levy wants which is about at least 150 million possibly more that actually Spurs shouldn't sell because you've got to then replace the Premier League's best scorer, one of the Premier League's best creators, and those players have got to want to play Europa Conference League football. So, but this, if this is really what Tottenham is, and it's so hard to judge off a Man City game because everyone has to adapt their plans for City, I kind of can see them being all right without Kane. And why play him? Why bother with a player that doesn't want to be there. It seems pretty intent on burning bridges that, you know, we thought were made, were indestructible with Tottenham supporters. I, I just think, is he worth the hassle anymore? Yeah, you got to be smart with the money, though. Just depending what you do with it. you got to. And also, by the way, Moda and Bergwijn played out of their minds. That's not going to happen every week. That's the point, I think, as well, that needs to be said. But I agree with you. I think if you're smart with the money, you don't, you can really do something, especially with this Nuno Espirito Santo uh, you know, tactics. All right, well, let's focus specifically on this Wolves-Tottenham game, Jimmy. Yeah. What, what, what else do you see here? Because uh, obviously Kane uh, obviously determines a lot uh, whether he, his absence or not, you know, against uh, Nuno Spirito Santo's former club. Well, this I, is, I see. Yeah, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to jump in and say for everybody listening and, and, and for us as we discuss this, who has the advantage? Nuno knows these players on Wolves very intimately. He knows that Raul Jimenez is back on the team, and I'm obviously very happy to see him back on the team. He knows how this team works. He knows how Traore likes to create space, uh, even though Traore probably should have had a brace last week against Leicester, and he missed a couple sitters. Well, yeah. not necessarily sitters, but he missed some good opportunities. Trincao, I thought, was good. You know, he, he's familiar with, with Matinho, Ruben Neves. Like, he knows these players. On the flip side, yes, of course, Wolves are familiar with Spurs, but they don't know them intimately. And I feel like that gives Nuno a big advantage because he knows what makes those players tick. He knows how to, how to make them feel uncomfortable. He knows how to make those players suffer and what they don't like. 
Whereas on the flip side, the new manager for for Wolves, Bruno Lage, he, he doesn't know the Spurs. He knows them, right? Just like we know. I mean, there's some familiarity, of course, and he knows kind of strengths and weaknesses overall. But Nuno knows the Wolves players a lot more intimately. And I think that's going to provide the edge for me. As much as I think Wolves will be competitive in this one, I just feel like Spurs are just going to have that little bit of edge. And it's because of that experience of Nuno as their manager. Yeah. And how well does Nuno know Bruno Lager as well? That could be a, a general question. Well, how do you see this game, uh, James Bencher? Because it's, it's, you know, we talked about the tactics from Tottenham's perspective. Can Wolves get anything here? Uh, what, what, what do you see them right now? <laughs> I mean, it's, I think I know the answer already. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little underwhelmed. I, uh, it, I think if, if Raul Jimenez, it will take so long, but if he gets back to form, he, they missed that so much last season. And I think until yeah. he's back at his best, there's not, they don't really have another high quality striker. And, uh, and, you know, as, as Jimmy says, Adama great until you put him in front of goal. Um, that's what kind of worries me about this Wolves team. And, and, and I kind of think it's, it'll really show against Tottenham. There's just not that cutting edge. Here's a crazy question for you before you keep going. Can they get relegated? No. No, there's some bad teams in the league this season. Mm. All right. That's but, good. Uh, and, and Not I think Europe, they will though. Turn, turn it around. And also, they've, they've always got a bit of money and, you know, good connections to good players. But I, I, I worry about them in the final third. I don't think this will be an exciting game. They will be worried about, let's not let Spurs counter. Let's not give Son... Uh, you know, not not give Son and company space to run in behind. Um, and I think Tottenham will, will similarly be a little bit, you know, will be looking to play that way. They, I don't know if they're a team that are really set up to assert themselves in terms of possession. So I think it, this will kind of be decided by the odd goal. I'd, I'd lean towards Tottenham just for having superior finishers that are in, that are in great form. But uh, I'm not expecting a classic here, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, let's end it with some betting tips here. Yeah, I mean, the only one that I had was Spurs to win uh, straight up plus 135. Yeah. And honestly, I'm going to throw them in a parlay. And I'll tell you guys my parlay after we get through some of more the Premier League games of ones to consider. And there's some really good value up there. So I like Spurs to win straight up. To Benji's point, I think it's going to be tight. Uh, it could be a set piece, you know, maybe a 1-0. Could be a 2-1. I don't know. I mean, I do like some of the firepower that Wolves do have in their team. But I just feel like Spurs, I mean, it's one of those things. Not only do Nuno know these players, but Spurs, I guess this would be kind of Spursy to to beat Manchester City and then lose to Wolves, which pretty much negates the big win over City. So can they build on that momentum is going to be a big challenge, I think, for Nuno, especially because of that midweek game. I mean, that's something to throw in there as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on here. Let's have some fun here. Aston Villa against the Newcastle Villa returning to Villa Park opening game. So I'm not going to say much. Jimmy Conrad. Talk there's, to no, me. there's nothing to say here. I mean, even Benj can hop in. Listen, I'm still bitter. Newcastle had the lead last week against West Ham 2-1 at home in halftime. I'm thinking, great. Steve Bruce, Graham Jones are going to come in, the coaching staff. They're going to get the guys ready to go. Tactics are going to be perfect. Let's lock it down. St. James's Park, first win of the season. Eight minutes after halftime, we give up a goal, and then we give two more goals up in the next 10 minutes to lose four to two. Like, what is even happening? So listen, Aston Villa obviously got shocked by Watford. They're not going to want to let that happen again. You know, I just feel like Dean Smith's going to have them ready to go, especially at home in front of a full house before the international break. You got to get the points here. I think Villa are going to do it. That said, I do feel like Alonson Maximin has some sauce. Callum Wilson seems to like to score early in the season. And then as he gets injured, score less and less. 
I think that Aston Villa are going to win. And I say this as a Newcastle supporter, so I wore the Newcastle jersey that kind of has Aston Villa colors. And uh, <laughs> both teams to score, uh, plus 250, I think, for me, is really the, the best value. Because th- both teams are going to score here. The value isn't great. It's in the negative. You yeah. want to get on Caesars Sportsbook. But I will say that if you start to sprinkle in different results, I don't see Newcastle even getting a draw here. I thought their defensive frailties were on full display. And they had a lead and couldn't hold it. And I think Villa have just got some really exciting attacking players. Leon Bailey's only going to get more and more comfortable. Buendia. Ollie Watkins should start this one, uh, hopefully, I think from a Villa perspective and maybe partner with Danny Ings up top. So I like, I like Villa to win and both teams to score uh, plus 250. I feel like, Jimmy, you're already doing the, the forfeit of, of wearing the colors of the, the winning team. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see Luis Don. But I actually think, Luis, you're going to be, um, you're going to be wearing the, the black and white. Well, <laughs> Joe Willock back in the Newcastle team. Now that is a guarantee of a goal. I think he he's he's not that far off matching Jamie Vardy's record for consecutive games scored. I think he's on eight and Vardy yeah. is 12. Right. So that will happen because it's Fair Joe point. Willock. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the hottest of hot streaks. Yeah. It's completely unsustainable and therefore will keep going forever. But um, I'm a bit down on Villa, at least in the short term. And I'm not just doing this to wind up. Luis. You should. Keep going. <laughs> I think, listen, we've talked a lot about Arsenal. Just bring it. You might as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now for payback. But I, I just think <laughs> you can do everything right in terms of replacing a tran- transcendent player. You can sign multiple players to do the job, even if you didn't get your, one of your first choices in Emil Smith-Rowe. should point that out. <laughs> um, and I think they have done a really good job on that. But the whole team has to be completely redesigned the whole team functioned around Jack Grealish and that's when it functioned well I think we forget as well that like Villa tapered off really badly at the end of last season had one of the worst uh, XG differentials of the second half of the season and it it will take time I'm not crazy about the Danny Ings signing I thought that was the one bit of business that I was like you've paid an awful lot of money there for a player I'm not sure it's better than Ollie Watkins but all of that is going to just require a little bit of adjustment. And I think it, it will mean the attacking patterns that were really nice at the first half of last season, they're going to take time to reemerge. And I think in that period, you don't want to come up against teams like Newcastle that will defend with five players that will hit you on the counter and that, that do have that little spark of something with Sam Maximan, with Willock. Um, I like Newcastle to somehow get, I think they will suit playing away, massing the box, hitting teams on the counter. And I, I quite like Newcastle to to get at least a point, but I kind of feel all three. And I may be just doing that to to break Jimmy's heart when they then lose heavily. But no, I, you're, you're doing it way more for a wind-up than anything else. But listen, I, all your points are absolutely valid. ASM, by the way, against Matt Target scares me. So if he goes <laughs> yeah, on that yeah. right, he is ridiculous. We're going to move on here. Uh, I don't want to dwell too much into it, but, you know, you got the lines there. Plenty of other games in the Premier League. We're not going to go all over the place. But, Jimmy, what else are you looking at here? Because I'm looking at some other matches this weekend. Yeah, good question. I mean, obviously, Manchester City versus Norwich is going to be uh, one that I'm looking at in particular to kind of to see how Man City respond after losing to Spurs. Don't really have a line there so much. Manchester United traveling to Southampton, I think, is very interesting. Because the last time these two played, it was 9-0 to zero at Old Trafford. Uh, in fairness, Southampton did get a red card in the second minute, if you guys remember that one. So the one away from home at St. Mary's last year, which is where this game is going to be played. United. And look at all those players Southampton has lost as well, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I, I like 
I'm kind of maybe do we let it ride? Do we let Bruno Fernandez score first again for plus 320? I think that's interesting. I also think Jaden Sancho scoring first plus 600 is some tremendous value. So it's a little bit of a more more of a risk, but he, at some point he's going to show up and score. And why not score the first one? Uh, I'm looking at that game in particular and seeing how United kind of build off of their 5-1 win against Leeds this past weekend. Speaking of Leeds, Leeds versus Everton, I find to be very interesting. Uh, I'm kind of jostling between Leeds winning straight up plus 135 and the draw plus 250. Uh, I, what I want to say is that both teams beat each other away from home last year, but there were no fans last time Everton went uh, to Leeds and, and got a result. And I think this time around that will be a little bit different because Leeds fans are crazy and I'm here for it. Um, Calvin Phillips should be back. Gino Firpo didn't start the first game. I think he will. And I think these, these two getting into the starting lineup will make a big difference. So Everton, obviously, great comeback last week uh, when you have Richarlson and Dominic Calvert-Lewin both scoring. I think that's that's a big deal. It's going to build a lot of confidence. But this Leeds team, I mean, right, they either win 5-1 or lose 5-1, and they lost last week. And I just feel like Bielsa will be a little bit under the gun to get a big result in front of fans for the first time in forever. I can't believe Richarlison started, by the way. Like, absolutely. I know. What a, what a machine. Insane. Ben, Benj, anything to take from anything on that? Yeah, I'm like Jimmy. I'm really excited for Southampton Man United because I really, really think there could be a hell of a lot of goals, and I don't see Southampton scoring many of them at all. Bless them. I think this is going to be a tough season for them. I think you know I'm I'm liking the look of Jimmy's bet on Jaden Sancho. I've already called him as uh, the player I think is going to win Player of the Year this season. So wow, uh, bold. Well, he's amazing. He's he's completely world class already at 22. Yeah, right. He's got the narrative behind him. Um, and he's just what Man United need. I think if United get near the title and Sancho plays kind of even a semi-significant role, he will be winning individual awards in abundance this season. Yep. So, yeah, I look forward to to seeing him up against a pretty average defence. Yep, and then Paul Pogba, of course, for assists last time uh, around. And Mason Greenwood is definitely wow. worth the onion as well. What a finisher. Still so much to see from him. All right, we're going to leave the Premier League. Yeah, go ahead. Well, well, let me just do the parlay, a little Premier League parlay oh, yes, for everybody. Parlay, parlay parlay, everybody. So, so, so there's two that I'm looking at. I think Man United yep. to win away from home. Chelsea to win away from home against Arsenal. Tottenham to win away from home against Wolves. All three of those, that's plus 576 if you have all of them winning from home. If I switch the Tottenham one and we think, all right, Wolves might have a chance. We'll put the draw there. So if it's a draw between Wolves and Tottenham and then Man United and Chelsea both win, that's plus 760. What? And I, Yeah, it jumps up quite a bit. So you can bet both of those. You can bet 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. And you can have the draw and the win for Tottenham. And that would cover both of those. But obviously you're, you're, you're banking on uh, United and Chelsea to do the job. And I think we can sit here and say that's probably going to happen. So uh, just something to consider for you guys parlay-wise. Obviously there's other games. Uh, to, to take into consideration as well. But uh, those are the three I was looking at. Let's split it, everybody. Let's, let's just make <laughs> it happen. It. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. You know, Lisa Roman was our bank last time around. I think there's Norris <laughs> to come in in this one as well. I love it. I love it. All right. We're going to leave the Premier League now and move on to Serie A. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I said yeah, ah, baby. I'm going to do the plug right now. Uh, by the way, Paramount Plus is your home for soccer, and now it's your home for Calcio. Stream every match of Serie A, Italy's top league, featuring some of the world's best clubs, including Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan, A's Roma, Napoli, and so many more. Plus, some of the world's biggest stars like Cristiano Ronaldo, Slatan Ibrahimovic, Lautaro Martinez, the beautiful Olivia Giroud, Weston McKenney, and so many more. With live matches and heart-pounding CBS Sports coverage, you don't want to miss Serie kicks off opening weekend, August 21 and 22, streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Jimmy Conrad was part of the preview for us. James Bench was part of the preview for us. We're talking Serie A, baby. Let's go. Roma Fiorentina is the one I'm looking at, Jimmy Conrad. Yeah, this is a great one. I'm very curious to see how Jose Mourinho comes out. If he comes out and tries to be pragmatic against Fiorentina. If you go under two and a half goals in this, plus 120, I find that to be very interesting uh, because of what Mourinho brings to the table, because Roma shipped so many goals last year defensively. Uh, one of the worst teams in Serie A, for sure. And definitely one of the worst teams to ever qualify. Look at Mourinho. He looks so happy and tan. He just loves Italy, doesn't he? I think Italy. he does. I think he does. And the one other thing I would add is I don't know who's going to start up top for Roma. But them scoring first, Tammy Abraham is plus 350. Borja Mayoral is plus 400. He scored 17 goals last season in all competitions for Roma. Not really getting the respect he deserves when Edin Dzeko was not available. And now Edin Dzeko's with Inter Milan. And then uh, Shemuradov who just scored in the preseason, he's plus 450 to also get in there. And he kind of feels like a Jose Mourinho player type to me, just runs and runs and runs and runs and then runs some more, does the work, loves the work. And I think he's going to hit the back of the net. I could see him getting 10 league goals this particular season under Mourinho. But I'm kind of curious to see how they set up and and who's going to play that number nine spot. Hopefully it's Tammy Abraham, but it might take him a week or two to get uh, kind of into the team. I thought it was interesting that, that Jimmy was expecting pragmatic Mourinho from the off because obviously we know <laughs> that's what he defaults to. But I think, you know, for, for a manager that's so aware of his reputation, I mean, obviously Serie A suits that pragmatic style. But I, my suspicion is early on he's going to try and remind everyone, you know, that he doesn't always play that way. And yeah, yeah. Then, he'll, then he'll lose a game 4-3 and immediately go to a back six. <laughs> but I think in the... In the meantime, you know, he's got so much attacking talent on there in there, not just Abraham, you know, who we spoke about in the preview pod, but, you know, behind him, be, be it Zaniolo, Mkhitaryan, I'm really excited to see how he manages Mkhitaryan and Smalling after their experiences at Man yes. United. But I, I, I'd look for him to kind of go on the front foot early on and, and just tr try and kind of burgeon his reputation. I think we do have to kind of see everything that Roma do on the pitch through kind of the medium of Mourinho being very conscious of, of what he's doing. So I, I like Roma to, to start this season in quite exciting fashion. They've got the talent. I mean, Fiorentina do as well. I was going to say, man, they got to watch out for Dujan Blahovic, by the way, like this is a, a player. Well, they won't be the only ones, will they? Everyone in the premier league is, yeah. uh, is watching this guy. And I think it's a matter of time before he, he makes that move, but maybe it's not this season. Maybe it's a, 
you know, in a year to come. And he has been phenomenal uh, over the last few months with Fiorentina. So I think this has got goals written all over it in spite of Jimmy's bets, in spite of them. A draw's over 280, though, Jimmy Conrad. It's not, it's not terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. And, and I think we can make a couple big arguments. I just don't know if uh, Blahovic is going to going to going to play right if he is on the cusp of either moving to atletico madrid or city's now interested if they can't get harry kane they're going to splash 70 80 million on him then then why would fiorentina risk playing him in this one i don't know that said their their owner rocco camiso is crazy uh, i've met the guy and hung out with him before when he owned the new york cosmos here in the states and and he just does whatever he wants he does not care and uh if he's gonna make Dusan play then Dusan's gonna play I wouldn't but, expect anything less from anybody named Rocco but, uh, <laughs> the guy's crazy he just he he loves it he loves being involved with this and uh and I and I love that there's owners like him that are that have this type of personality and this exuberance but but in this particular instance if you have a player that's on the cusp of leaving you don't want him to get hurt and potentially risk you know missing out on 70 80 million dollars that could help give you some cash so it's be interesting to see if he ends up starting if he doesn't i feel like that plays more into Mourinho's hands and to Benja's point there could be a lot of goals here but there's just something i thought was pretty intriguing about that under two and a half as Mourinho tries at least we got to get three points right from the get-go yeah tommy abraham to score 350 i like that I kind of yeah like that's that. the score first i just want to throw that out there score you first. score first right right right, yeah. right. which okay, could be the well, only goal in my in my opinion could be the only goal so right Maybe. Maybe Mourinho. I mean, one nothing. You never know. All right, let's move on here. Napoli against Venezia. Jimmy Conrad. Yeah, this is a good one. I like. I like Napoli to win to nil plus one twelve. There's not a lot of good value here. There's not uh, any kind of confidence coming from Venezia or from the bookies on Venezia at all. Despite the fact that I want to see two Americans, Tanner Testman and, and Gianluca Busio, play in this, uh, it would be very cool to see them. Uh, try to deal and survive and suffer against Napoli, who I think are going to play a, a little bit different uh, for Spalletti, the manager of Napoli, who's had some tremendous success in Serie A, very experienced manager. I'm curious how he's going to come out. I have a lot of questions and I need some answers. And I think I need to see the first match for a lot of these clubs, especially in Serie A, especially because there's so many new managers in the league, 13 new managers this season to to really understand what what identity. We'll get back to identity a little bit, how they're trying to play and what they're trying to do to, to have success on both sides of the ball. But, yeah, I just think this is one-way traffic. And because the bookies think the same way, the only positive value I could find is very similar to the Chelsea one, them winning with a clean sheet. So I like Napoli to win to nail plus 112. I mean, do, do we really care about how Venezia play football this year? They're a lifestyle <laughs> brand, aren't they? they? I just are. want to see what they look like, how they enter the stadium. I've, I've got the, the club shop uh, open right now. As we're <laughs> and I'm just going through, going, oh, yeah, away kit. Yep, take that. Third kit, yep. yeah, I'll have that one as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like in a few years' time they'll be signing. You know, they'll have a, a Leo Messi, Killian. They'll have PSG's front line. They'll have made it this. all out of merch. They'll just. I mean, <laughs> if you're watching it on YouTube now, we're we're watching the uh, this, the guy who in the kit looks quite a bit like Fabrizio Romano. I don't know if he's. <laughs> Oh, oh Fabrizio Romano is going to love that. <laughs> well, exactly. You got to get him on your side, haven't you? Club. <laughs> um, it's, this is just tremendous content, by the way. Look at this. I mean, really? Like, yeah. to your point, who cares what the score is? Look at this. They could lose every game. Oh, it's Tanner yeah. Tesman, by the way. We just realized that. It's Tanner Tesman. It's the tank. Have you ever oh, seen him in, right the there. in the same room? Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, the other game I'm super excited to see, uh, the return of Sarri Ball to Syria yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, same. Um, not least because it, I've seen some of the clips from Lazio's pre-season and they're away at Empoli first up. So, you know, a game where they can probably impose themselves a little bit. This team looked phenomenal. Like, you know, again, clips playing Serie C, Serie D teams. I'm not trying to get too carried away, but they've already got that movement down the left. Sarri's starting to get some of his trusted lieutenants back. He's brought Pedro, who obviously he worked with at Chelsea and got an awful lot out of. Um, he's brought the Albanian right back, whose name no one can pronounce. Hi, Hi Saj. Uh, oh, brought him oh, from oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, if you follow us on Twitter, Kegelasso Pod, uh, you know, give us an audio message and tell us how to pronounce it. It's Husai, I think. Husai? El Said Husai. Jimmy, how are you so good on names? But Leon, Leon is just such a mess for you. Go go to Forvo.com. <laughs> Honestly, Forvo.com is the place where I get all my pronunciations. It's just shout yeah, out but to then Forvo. Leon, Leon, come on. It's, uh, you know what? I can't help my gringo-ness in, in every single uh, <laughs> pronunciation. I'm I can't sorry. help my gringo-ness. That should be a t-shirt, by the way. Um, but anyway, any more games, Jimmy Conrad? Sidia yeah, is just packed. Oh, yeah. I don't really have any any lines. but yeah, I'm just ex- something you're looking at. No, but I'm, I'm looking at... Uh, I want to see how Juventus play now that Maxi Allegri is back against Udinese. I want to see how Atalanta play, traveling away uh, against Torino. I want to see, you know, Duvan Zapata, very similar to what we we're talking about, uh, Dusan Vlahovic. Uh, is that how you say it? Vla- I think so. Vlahovic. I was going to put the emphasis on itch, right? Vlahovic. Yeah, yeah. Vlahovic. Thank you. So, so very similar. Is Duvan going to leave to go to Inter Milan? Do you risk that injury then? And that could, you know, hold, you know, the whole, the whole sale of a player would, would crash. So I'm kind of curious to see how these teams come out, especially the ones that are supposed to be the favorites. I think Juve are going to win the league. I'll just put my flag on the ground and say that. I think Inter are going to have some issues without Lukaku, without Akimi, and then obviously with the new manager in with Inzaghi. So uh, that's kind of how I, I see it. But I'm very curious. Like I mentioned before, this first match day, I just have a lot of questions and, and uh, I need some answers and I think we'll get some. Yeah, Bench, uh, Sampdoria, AC Milan on Monday as well. I mean, they've done brilliant business. As we said in the preview pod, AC Milan, I really like the look of this, this, this combination of, of young and old and the ideal, the ideal backup for Ibrahimovic in, uh, in Giroud. I think they're really, and he's been great in preseason. So they're one to watch. Absolutely. Good. Oh, by the way, you had a question quickly before we move to the rest of Europe, you had a question for Jimmy Conroy, right? Mike, is it Mike Magnon, right? Don't you think Jimmy, uh, Mike Magnon, the goalkeeper for AC Milan? Oh my God, I'm a massive Mike Mignon fan. He actually had better numbers last season than Donnarumma. So he's going to come in from Lille. Lille, obviously, uh, won Liga last last year. And I think this is a tremendous signing. I don't think there's going to be any drop-off at all. And I think he's going to help one of Serie A's best defenses last season get even better this time around. So so with all due respect to Donnarumma, obviously, tremendous, tremendous player who showed it at the Euros for Italy as well. But uh, Mignon, I'm... I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. And uh, I like I like Milan. I think they have one of the younger teams in Serie A. But with Giroud, with, with Zlatan, and the, some of those experienced players, uh, Simon Kier in, in the back as well, I just think it's going to be a nice balance. So, you know, hopefully Leal continues to take big steps and Raheem Diaz. And, and uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, Milan is going to be pretty exciting to watch. 
And what's going to be exciting to watch is Serie A on Paramount Plus. Make sure that you watch it because we got all the action. All right. We're going to finish off with elsewhere in Europe. A lot, Jimmy Conrad, in the Bundesliga. Of course, PSG. Is this messy now? Is this messy time? Athletic Bilbao, Barcelona, Real Madrid playing Levante. Where, where, where do you want to go? Yeah, I guess we can start with Brest versus PSG. We got to talk a little Leo Messi. Is he going to play this one? So this is so heavily one-sided on Caesar Sportsbook. I don't even know. My mind is like... They, they have no trust. It's like plus 5,000 for Brest to actually win this game. I will say, though, there's a crazy odds boost on the website right now. Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe to all score plus 400. And that sounds kind of crazy, but I'm here for crazy. And uh, I might just put 10 bucks on that because it's more than possible this Brest team is going to get overrun. I think Messi is going to make an appearance. I don't know if he'll start, but I think he will come off the bench and... Uh, yeah, Brest has got to be buzzing from a marketing standpoint. They're like, sweet, is Messi going to play this game? I mean, they're gonna, it's going to be wild there. So, so I'm kind of curious to see how, how this all plays out. But uh, I do think it's going to be a pretty significant win for PSG. I am aggressively indifferent to this whole PSG <laughs> nonsense. Is, I, I just I feel like they're getting more stars and I'm more indifferent about watching I. I don't really care. They're going to, okay, so they'll hammer Brest and then they'll hammer Leon and every other team. Congratulations. You've now set it up so that you will have no competitive games before the Champions League uh, knockout stages kick, kick off. Congratulations. Well played, PSG. I hope you're happy. I'm so much, so much, so much more interested in what's happening in post-Messi Barcelona because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no one wants the number 10 shirt and clearly they're going to have to give it to Martin Brathwaite. <laughs> well, he's got a brace and they're playing athletic Bill Bell. Let's get to that game uh, quickly before the betting tip, James Bench. Let's talk about that game. Barcelona uh, away at athletic Bill Bell. Uh, to your point, Braithwaite, right? Will he do it again? Memphis Depay, maybe um, as well. Obviously, people on YouTube will see I'm I'm doing the, the, the Thomas Muller thing. Uh, Martin Braithwaite. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Did that. Got that out I mean, Everybody considered him the Eric Chupamotin, but I think Braithwaite is actually kind of stepping above and beyond that. I think he got a lot of confidence from Denmark's run in the Euros where he just I can play with these guys. I can I can be the guy that actually wears the number nine shirt for Barcelona. I think that athletic are very tough to play against at the Sand Mommies. There's only 20% capacity, though, so I don't know how influential the fans are going to be. Usually they're very influential. That place used to be a fortress, and athletic never used to lose there. Marcelino, the manager... They have some injury concerns. They didn't play particularly well against Elche on Monday. They didn't really create too much. And Yaki Williams got a couple shots on goal. And I do think this Barcelona team can give up some goals. We saw it. But that's when they took their foot off the gas. They were, first 60 minutes, it was all Barcelona. I liked Memphis Depay a lot. I think that they're ready to move past this messy situation and start to put their own stamp on things. My betting lines for this, Memphis Depay to score and Barcelona to win 1-0, 2-0, or 2-1 plus 550. Now, if you're thinking, wow. oh, I don't know if it's going to be Memphis, I think it's Antoine Griezmann that'll do that with the same score lines. That's plus 600. If you think that Braithwaite, who's going to wear the number nine and number 10, according to James Bench, that's also plus 550. So, so, but the, the scoreline has to be Barca to win 1-0-2-0-2-1 with those guys scoring. I like Depay. I actually think he's going to hit the back of the net. I think he's been up for it since he put on a Barcelona shirt. He's been excellent in preseason. He was excellent in week one. And even though he has to be disappointed that Messi took off, I think that uh, the team could be better for it. They, they just now other guys have to step up and fill the void. I think they have more than enough talent. Plus Coutinho, whatever you might think of Coutinho, he's working his way back into top form too. And when he's on his game, he's, he's a top player. I do yeah, very quick. I was just going to say, I do think these games are giving us a real sense of 
of where we should kind of place Barcelona in the La Liga hierarchy? Because I had no idea. I mean, how can you mm-hmm. reassess this team post Messi? But, you know, I think if they can come away with even just a, a an away draw at the San Mames is is not something to be sniffed at whoever's in your team. So um, I think this is a game where we learn an awful lot mm-hmm. about what Barcelona can achieve uh, in this new era. Yep, very good point. Well, from one uh, club, very quickly, uh, Levante hosts Real Madrid at Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern. You got a very quick one here, Jimmy Conrad, right? Yeah, I'm just going Benzema to score first, plus 275. This guy's on it. I thought that maybe he would slow down, uh, but he has not slowed down. He scored two goals last week, and I think he's going to do it uh, again. And I just think the best value for him is to score first, plus 275. Him scoring anytime is minus 125, so you have to bet 125 to win 100. I like uh, I like him scoring first. I just he's in and around the goal. He's always around, and uh, I just think that's tremendous value. And they are going to score against Levante for sure. Yeah. Well, let's finish off here with a U.S. matchup in the Bundesliga. Talk to me, Jimmy Conrad. RB Leipzig against Stuttgart. Oh my God! Listen, I I love Jesse Marsh, friend of the show, friend of uh, HQ, friend of everybody. Right? Super nice guy. I've known him for many years. Played against him, but he's going against. Another American manager, Pellegrino Matarazzo, who was born in New Jersey. So that's crazy. So we have a kid from Wisconsin versus a kid from New Jersey managing in the Germany in the German Bundesliga. I'm here for that. Love RB it. Leipzig did stumble a little bit against Mainz last weekend. Stuttgart had a tremendous win, 5-1. Now, Stuttgart beat Gute Firth, who just got promoted. So take that with a grain of salt. Whereas Mainz know who they are and what they're about away from home. I just really like the Stuttgart team. I never want to bet against Jesse Marsh, but when I'm looking at the value here, RB Leipzig's a heavy favorite. Stuttgart to win uh, is plus 550. And and I just feel like that I I it's it, that's bait everybody. That is a bait bet and I am just going to hook line and sinker it. I just swallowed the biggest hook and I might put $10 on that because I'm going to leave my 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 friendship with Jesse Marsh to the side and I'm just looking at the value and uh I think that plus 550 for Stuttgart to win is insane. That is way too high for me. I think they're a lot better than the bookies think. Love it. I love it. I love it. So much content and that is it for our weekend preview before we say goodbye. Let's hear your final thoughts James Bench. No, I'm got I, I am footballed out and we haven't even kicked the ball yet. <laughs> Jimmy Conrad. Oh, way the lads, baby. Let's go. Also, I got a snare drum. My neighbors are going to love me. Let's go. Come on. Neighbors. I think you're about to get divorced. I think that's the key right there. Hey, hey listen. One, one step at a time. I'm trying to burn. I'm like the Harry Kane over here. I'm trying to burn every relationship that I got. Let's go. <laughs> Keep banging that drum, baby. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter, Kegolasso Pod, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CBS Sports, and your CBS Sports app. James Bench, thank you. Thank you. Jimmy Conrad, thank you. No way, the lads. Goodbye, everybody. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.